We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Light years podcast, Andy Lou. You know, Steve Kerr said 20 games to figure it out. And lo and behold, at the end of game 20, we get classic Warriors back starting a fight with Rodney McGruber, um, Draymond and Clay breaking the internet. 50% of the people are upset at their arrogance, 50% are think it's hilarious. Steve Kerr never lies. <laughs> By the way, love that he said McGruber. I think that was just kind of like a, I don't even know if Sam meant to do that, but love that. Feels like a, oh, feels I like absolutely a did type not of mean to do. <laughs> feels like a clay type of roast. Second of all, it's like this team is eleven and nine. You know, they're at best going to be like a five seed probably, and they get the people going. The people, the people love and hate the Golden State Warriors. They are good for basketball. That was very enjoyable last night. It did feel like a throwback. So we have a special guest today, um, one of the most requested guests among the Light Years listeners. Uh, we tried to make this happen over the last couple of weeks, but anyone who says they can make anything happen on time during the pandemic is lying. Uh, mm-hmm. From The Athletic, from The Daily Ding, Dave Dufour. Dave, how you doing? Uh, I'm pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. MacGruber, uh, I popped for MacGruber. I, I really enjoyed uh, that little Freudian slip there. <laughs> a throat rip at the end there huh? yeah it was uh it was 100 unintentional you know what's funny i because we had the longest off season last year because like the warriors were done the fifth game of the season and then you know the pandemic and everything like andy and i did a good 200 free agency shows last yeah, year yeah. <laughs> and I, I definitely was like pining for rodney magruder as a uh like potential like under the radar target for the Warriors. So it's, it's funny to me. I mean, he's not a bad player. He's not, he's not <laughs> almost out of the league, but you know, 
I, if, if you don't play in a game, I, I, I really do find it difficult to take you seriously if you get a little too, uh, a little too testy about stuff that's happening. Yeah, and it's like, um, so, so let's, let's back it up. So he, he approached the Warriors bench after the game. Um, it's unclear what was said, but it was something between him and, and Juan Toscano-Anderson, which makes it even funnier. It's like two guys who aren't playing. <laughs> and, um, and then, uh, you know, Clay was doing um, media live, uh, you know, live on the broadcast. And uh, Clay just, I mean, he's just going to say what's on his mind for better or worse. It's kind of why he's hilarious, right? And um, so some people think that that was, he crossed a line there. You shouldn't, you know, he, he, he broke the unwritten code between players, but then he got Draymond roasting him after the game. And also hold on. Clay would have <laughs> said that to him on the court. Like what? <laughs> I don't understand what the problem there, there is. It is. Yeah. Have you like the only, look, if you've never played sports, um, I, I guess I can understand not, not getting that. Um, in particular, if you've never played basketball, basketball is a very personal sport. There's not a lot of guys on the court and you're very close to the guys that you're playing against. So, you know, it's not baseball where you stand alone with your own thoughts. Most of the time, usually you got people running their mouth and, and you know, I'm one of those guys, I, I'm talking to you the entire game and I'm probably saying shit that I wouldn't say if like my mom was standing nearby, but that's, that's how basketball works. So I'd say if anything, you got to give him credit, even if you if even if you think he crossed the line. You got to give him credit for uh, saying publicly what he would be saying privately to him on the court. Absolutely, and then you throw in the Draymond factor. Um, oh, well. Draymond will absolutely not mince words and say in front of a mic what he Rodney. would say behind. <laughs> Fucking tough guy, Rodney. Rodney. Fucking tough guy. That line. Oh my God! You you sent me the video this morning and. Um, Wow. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's better than the Paul Pierce thing. <laughs> it's see, way see, better. The, the good thing about Draymond is that this one's funny because it felt like Draymond didn't know Rodney Magruder that well. It would have been a right. lot harsher, I think, if like Draymond knew who he was. Right. Because um, I think Draymond is like, he's, he could be pretty fucked up. He could probably play, say some stuff where you're like, uh, that probably is crossing the line, maybe. He but knows, like, he knows where to close. hit you where it hurts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the Paul Pierce stuff I thought was objectively hilarious, but it's like, damn, I can't. I felt bad for him, right? Like you're like, ah, like that type sure. of stuff. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. But like, like maybe also, he went too far with Paul Pierce. But like, especially this... since it was like the first quarter of the game. <laughs> yeah. It was like four to two when he did that. That was yeah. like the best. Well, time. the Draymond had that ready to go. This, I think, but genuinely, also, Draymond man, was confused what was going I mean, on. Here. Listen. You, you just uh, don't open your mouth if, if you can yeah. take what might come back to you. So, oh, man. Cla classic stuff of, uh, of uh, you don't even have to play any type of, like, you could literally play middle school sports and you would know, like, this is kind of yeah, normal. This is normal it's, across it's everything. It's odd to me. And I, well, I don't want, is it, like, you guys is it know there? me. Like, no, I mean, this is odd. <laughs> this yeah. seems so extremely like a nothing burger. Yeah. Right. Like it really is like absolutely nothing. I can't imagine anyone that's legitimately upset about it. Um, probably, you know, either people who really hate the Warriors, yeah, really hate Raymond, yeah, or are just so overly sensitive that their opinion, I mean, like how seriously can you take it? It just isn't that big of a deal. Well, I think this goes right into like the people that were saying uh, whether Draymond should be yelling at Wiseman on the court. Like this is the almost like this is the same. Wait, like was that type, a thing? Uh, it was well, it wasn't a huge thing, but it was a thing. Oh. 
like for people in the same token as like people who maybe don't understand like kind of sports as a whole and think like, damn, should Draymond really be yelling at him? Whereas like, is he even yelling at him? Like, first of all, right. this is no, also he, is Draymond. This, this is like a two out of 10 on the Draymond scale with, with Wiseman <laughs> no, no, at best. It's, yeah. you know, look, there are a lot of times in <clears throat> basketball. I mean, you guys know, you know, I coach basketball. There's a lot of times where you're doing things that, that during the game to like on mute, might look like I'm screaming at somebody, but really it's pretty loud. Even, even in a gym, that's not all that, you know, full, it's still kind of loud. Uh, you're far away usually. And when people are playing basketball, like sometimes you have to get loud and animated just to even get their attention and have them hear your instructions. And so, you know, like the Draymond was, uh, there was that play where he was trying to get someone to cut and he starts jumping up and down and pointing. Right. Know? But like that's that's awesome. Like Draymond, it, like would you rather him just uh, lazily point and then make a face like of disappointment, a, a little eye roll and anything? like slunk his shoulders? Yeah. Like yeah, exactly. I mean, it's absolutely insane. I, I I would never have thought that people would get mad. I mean, I even said this at the start of the year. He's gonna he's gonna scream Wiggins into being a, an average player at, at least, right? He's gonna try to do the same to everybody. Like this is why I think Draymond is gonna be an amazing college basketball coach if he wants to be when he retires because he is actually pretty good at this. Like he, we, we laud his uh, intelligence on the court so often. And we talk about how he runs things and quarterbacks, the defense and the offense and how rare that is. And in particular for a guy with his set of skills and, and then what, when he actually does it, we, we got to get mad about it. That's dumb. I enjoy, I do enjoy you say college <laughs> basketball, <laughs> college uh, yeah, basketball, yeah, because yeah. there is a difference. That three month shit ain't going to fly. In <laughs> I mean, look in, in 20 in 2035, when every NBA contract also includes like a G five jet and I, I don't know, um, whatever other benefits they're going to be including. Yeah. Draymond is not going to coach those guys. Yeah. No way. Um, I mean, Andy got, a, Andy got a promotion to like middle manager and I can't tell him anything. I can't even imagine <laughs> yeah. what he do with NBA money. Le LeBron James Jr. would tell Draymond to carry his shoes for him and it would be, <laughs> it would be over. He would be part, like, it's like Jim Harbaugh, although Jim Harbaugh is not very good at college football anymore, but like, he seemed like the guy that was like perfect for that, just for a previous it, era, yeah. For a pre yeah. after a few years, you know, like after a few years of Draymond, you're like, all right, I've had enough. So it, it'll work well, for see, Wiggins. But Harbaugh, but though, see, I remember Harbaugh as a player. And, you know, like, I don't know, nothing like he is as a coach. I, I don't, I think Draymond would, is, like, we see Draymond the coach constantly. Well, well, actually, I don't know if you want to, Sam, you want to do the, the Draymond stuff or we want to do other stuff before, because there is a Draymond question that is hanging oh. here. I do actually, I want to actually stay one, okay. one more second on the Magruder thing. So it's like you said, there's two, there's two groups of people who have an issue with this. Those who just have never played sports, like just don't, don't have a context. Yeah, just don't have a basic feeling for like the culture, just what goes on on a court. The second is people who are just purposely looking for reasons to be mad about the Warriors. And I think that's the one that's getting louder. I want to bring one thing up. Glenn Big Baby Davis takes to Instagram <laughs> to comment, oh, saying shit like that. I see why he stays hurt. Karma. And I think that is what is really dominating, going to dominate noise about this. It's like there is a segment of NBA player, um, ex-player who 
just has never accepted the Warriors as being as good as they were. Um, you right. know, who know, who knows what Clay will be when he comes back from injury, but it doesn't change what he's accomplished, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't change well, the fact that he's a first ballot Hall of Famer if he retires. First ballot Hall of Famer if he never played another game. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like there's a, you know, it's, you you saw you see it notably with Steph Curry too, where there's like a class of NBA player who does not accept he's on that level with him, and it's it's a it's a specific thing, and it's just like anytime. All, all I'm saying is like I feel like if this was um, James Harden making that joke, these same people would not get up in arms about an unwritten code, and I think that's yeah. really what's going to dominate what's. I'm sure going to be like a clickbait cycle and, you know, uh, all the shows on FS1 and ESPN are going to have takes on this because it's viral content and everything like that. Yeah. And it's the Warriors. I mean, it, you know, we know. I'm sure this podcast does very well just because it's the Warriors. Right? <laughs> if I made a if I made a, a anti-Warriors podcast, it'd probably do OK. There you go. Maybe you should. Maybe that. Maybe yeah, that's maybe, your market maybe. inefficiency. Just <laughs> Warriors just, fans do like Dave, but you know, play. You know, get yeah. into it a little bit. You're like, you listen, know? I actually think the Warriors should get more centers. <laughs> right? Like, look at the Warriors working. Where's McAdoo? Trade stuff for McAdoo. Yeah. God, I mean, how are they not in on the Plumlee sweepstakes? You know, like in hindsight, Plumlee would be well, actually, pretty good with yeah, them, right? Yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, Steve, Steve would not this. would not disagree. Yeah. Um, you'd actually get a good chunk of warrior fans listening to your anti-warriors podcast because there's a level of masochism among the fan base. Too. The, the, the warriors oh, like being angry. Yeah. They the love hits. being angry. Yeah. I just have to play the hits. <laughs> yeah. Let Steph cook, Steve Kerr. Why? Why won't you change your offense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Play James Wiseman more. <laughs> Let him shoot Kelly threes. Oubre. Bring <laughs> Kelly Oubre off the bench. Yeah, they are the hits. They are. They yeah, are this I year's. Mean, they are this like, year's greatest hits. Warriors fans do yeah. love. They do love being angry at something. Um, and, and I, I love that. Somehow, you know, this team is not putting out a ton of talent on the court every night. It really is not. Right. Um, and somehow they're. They, you said they're the fifth seed right now. They're the they sixth seed. I mean, the, yeah. the entire it's West. Like the, the entire West from the four same. to ten is one game right. apart. So they're right. eleven and, and so, nine. And they're in the mix twenty, like a quarter of the way through the season. I, I think that that actually is kind of impressive. Um, and, and you know, you have to give Steve Kerr some credit for the way that they're do playing. You? <laughs> yeah, you do. Okay. Are, are, are there improvements to be made? Yeah, absolutely. But nobody's solved basketball yet. So, well, you know, Steve, you got to figure it out good. as you go. Um, you know, I, everything looks easy sitting where we sit. Right. Right. Like every single change looks easy. I remember, man, uh, I was talking about this before DeRozan got traded from Toronto and I floated the idea that they could uh, have solid playmaking for 48 minutes by staggering Lowry and DeRozan and maybe bringing DeRozan off the bench. It sounds like a great idea when you just say it. Sure. Good luck doing that. And so, you know, <laughs> I think with the Warriors, there's a lot of that, um, you know, in the mix. But I, I really think that they've been impressive, in particular in some of their wins. I mean, even against bad opponents, staying on the gas enough to get a 30-point lead, that's a big deal for a team that doesn't have a shit ton of talent. Yeah. So that actually, this is an amazing segue. I didn't even share my rundown with you. <laughs> it's like you're a pro Dave. Um, we're at game 20. The Warriors are 11 and nine. I'm just going to read a couple numbers for context here. They are 16th in net differential. So middle of the pack, yep. uh, 10th in defense, 21st in offense. I think that would surprise people in the, in the preseason. You probably thought, well, I'll just 
let Steph run the show and, you know, let's see if they can defend. Right. Um, And so they're a decidedly middle of the pack team who could easily be nine and 11, honestly, Mm -hmm. like they've, they've been better at closing out games. The the difference between their 11 and nine and, you know, an eight or nine win team is that they close games. Well, Um, and Steve Kerr said all year, give us 20 games. It's become kind of a viral thing. Warriors fans love to joke about because it just seemed like 20 games. That's a quarter of the season. Relax, buddy. Like you should figure out your rotations a little quicker than that. Um, I mean, listen, as somebody who said it was going to take me a minimum of 20 to 25 games to know any of the teams this year. I think Steve Kerr sounds pretty smart, you know? It's fair. Um, What I was going to say is we know where they are now. Who, who is this team? What do you, where do you, you've now seen 20 games of them. The numbers are what they are. How do you feel about them kind of in the context of this season and maybe where they could land when the season ends and the playoff starts? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a team where it feels like it's Steph Draymond and like everyone else is a rookie, even Looney <laughs> and all these other guys. Like, that's just what the team feels like. Because so many of these guys, first of all, is they're, you know, like you got Andrew Wiggins. This is his first time playing on a team that is anywhere close to this, where the expectations for him are just, you know, the bar is low in Golden State for him because he doesn't have a lot of responsibility. And it's part of why he looks so good, I think, is because of that. It's freeing. And so, but it's a totally different role for him. For Ubre, I, I mean, who even knows? He, he's got, he's really turned it around recently um after being awful to start the year he's regressed back to about where he is as a shooter um you know and wiseman looks like a rookie (laughs) looney you know not doesn't look great so i I don't really know what this team is because i still think they have so much room for growth right like they have a lot of space for internal growth where where is the room i think is the question is well i mean a starting lineup change to me is the is the first is the first step i, th- I thought that wasn't possible until after 20 games but it certainly became possible oh yeah yeah yeah. No, they, yeah. they changed the rule on that yeah, that yeah 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 um but but you know like getting another shooter in the starting lineup yeah and it doesn't necessarily have to be uh damian lee it could it could just be anybody else who can put the ball in the basket credibly and, and but a i mean it might shooter, only be right? damian the, lee that the problem is it might only be what about Mulder? is he like yeah like the shooting is just not valuable. It's it's this is this is a major Steve Kerr blind spot. His well, his defense is not is not the thing. But like that, but like the offense doesn't matter if he can't play defense to Steve. Like if you can't, but he's so bad on defense. I'm almost on Steve's side where it's like, God damn! Like unless you're unless you're Duncan freaking Robinson, you know, or Clay or Steph, right? Well, we don't know what he is. I know he can. I think he's probably the ball. 36 7 percent like i don't i don't know if he's 40 but it's like that's great that's great maybe. for this team yeah right. maybe but it's just like I mean, his defense i think he's literally clueless out there maybe you play him but maybe you can play him with other guys who can I agree carry him and you limit his anyway I, I just think they need to find shooting somewhere yeah. because what what they struggle with so much is providing any sort of space when yeah. steph's on the court and it's not necessarily about giving steph space but having people who can take advantage when Steph and Draymond create an advantage and the numbers back it, and I'm not going to read through them, but like, yeah. yes, when Damian Lee is next to Steph, Damian Lee is a fine shooter. No one's going to put him in the best shooters in the NBA category, yeah. but he's a credible shooting threat who knows how to move off ball. 
it just it juices Steph's numbers, it juices Draymond's numbers. It makes more much more sense offensively. Um, to the Molder point, that is kind of I don't know if Steve is wrong on this, but if if you want to say in terms of philosophy, mm-hmm. he's absolutely willing to junk up the offense with zero spacing to have defensive length. Oh, yeah. Like he's I always mean, gonna he's just yeah, gonna side correct. with defense over offense. Um and sticking with Ubre, you're probably right. Part of that is, you know, just kind of like he doesn't want to lose him by demoting him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to deal with like the internal politics of putting a guy who's struggling on the bench like that. But the other part of it is, I don't know that Steve's into playing two undersized guards. Like Steve is very Phil Jackson y in that, right. in that yeah, regard. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I don't even think he likes staff, really to be honest, sometimes. So. <laughs> well, we know that. Uh, you know, if Jordan Bell could have, uh, defended credibly on the wing, we definitely would have seen three center lineups. Out of, out of <laughs> Absolutely. So that's just kind of what it is. That's kind of, that's also why they love clay because clay, I mean, how many three and D guys can you find who could play defense at that level? Like, I don't know, Paul George, you know, like, right. <laughs> so it's a limited, it's a limited pool. So that kind of is what it is. I do agree with you. I think Honestly, they're going to end up making some sort of midseason trade, if not more than one. It may end up being minor. It may end up being like a non-glorious molder for someone else's 12th man that they think is better than molder type of deal. But they're going to do something. Um, They also have the DPE. Uh, It's questionable how much they'll use of that. But like considering they're over the cap and don't seem to care about the tax, it'd be dumb to not use it. Sign Kyle Korver to a minimum. Right, like just it, anything, anybody who can just like pull the the defense's attention. It's frustrating. Yeah, we have to really, watch Jordan Poole instead, even though he had well, a. Well, it's going to unlock so much for them when they finally get a chance to to pull the trigger on something. They become a bunch uh, instantly become a better team. Yeah, if they're able to do that, I mean, I, I've been a big PJ Tucker guy. Um, and I think that's a guy, maybe you have to give up a pick or something like that. You're also paying him a lot of money. He's also older. He's also an expiring contract, all that stuff. But it's like, I mean, he's a guy that'll help you win games. Like that's, that's what's most important right now. If you're thinking of from that, that way, right? Like, it's not like this, this West is absolutely unbeatable, but they're probably not going to go to the, the Western conference finals, maybe, or the NBA finals. But look, if you're trying to win games, like that's a gettable guy along with Cal yeah. Corver, that makes his team a lot better. Unless you're thinking, you know, Wiseman becomes. 24 by the end of the year uh, right right that's that's the biggest we're thing. working on that yeah, yeah we're trying we're trying steve's i mean uh, joe's trying with his uh his little pharma pharma company <laughs> you know, the, the speed of the game the speed of the game stuff for for wiseman it, it's gonna get better right it, it like it's gonna get better but it's rookie this is typical rookie stuff and in particular for a guy like him i, I mean he's still sort of figuring out who he is as a player you know these 20 games that was the first games that he'd played for quite a long time so um so let's let's talk Wiseman. Twenty okay. games. The next twelve. The next Giannis. <laughs> now he can shoot. He can shoot. Slow down. Slow shoot. down. Yeah, he can shoot. Twelve and twelve and six. Better. Twenty-one minutes. Um, has looked like the most exciting talent in the league at times, and has looked like a JaVale McGee. terrible. Yeah, exactly. Looks like a rookie Javale sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Um, where are you at with him as a prospect? Is is he what you expected? Is he exceeding? Mm-hmm. Are you cautiously higher on what he can be in a couple of years? Go for well, it. Well, I mean, I, I actually have been high on him uh, on him for a while. Um, I saw him in person at, at USA minicamp before his his whatever you want to call the tenure at Memphis. 
Um, the week like yeah like athletically you watch the guy and he's just an easy athlete he's not as you know he's not a Giannis Antetokounmpo level athlete like he's not going to be in the top one percent of the league but still at his size to be able to move the way he does um get up and down the court I mean the guy getting out in transition is pretty incredible from a guy his size so uh the fact that he that he can shoot a little bit it excites me. The defensive stuff. Look, man, how many rookie centers are good at defense? Tim Duncan. <laughs> right. How many rookies, period, are good at defense? Just not many. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, one of the things I said before the season started that um, I think it, it works really, really well, especially for, for rookies and second-year players. If you have a take about somebody at the end of every game, you are just going to drive yourself insane because it's not about every game. It's the sum of the parts, right? So you got to look at this in chunks. Look at his first 10 games, then look at his next 10 games, then look at the next 10 games. And now hopefully you're seeing improvement, even though it's not linear like that, like we know. Right. So, you know, I I just don't understand trying to each and every week. All right. Well, what do we think about Wiseman? My opinion hasn't changed. I I like what I've seen and and certainly he's going to have to get better. But you would you would hope that a 19 year old, 20 year old guy will get better just by, you know, being an adult. So even if he doesn't become a guy who is a top 25 player in the league, which probably unlikely, are you telling me he couldn't be Miles Turner? I think he could be. I I think Miles Turner is really good. So, you know. Yeah, well, they could have also just traded the pick for Miles Turner. Well, and listen, that was my favorite trade that was uh, that was out there. And I think that they could have done that. And then we'd be talking about a totally different Warriors team because they yeah. never had a guy. I mean, Miles Turner would be the closest that they had to Kevin Durant defensively. Yeah. Well, the, well, the, to, to the problem is the back line. The problem is a couple of things. First off, to your to your point about the takes. First off, it's, it's a podcast, so we have no choice. Well, I don't. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, kidding. Know, <laughs> but people, but, I get but, it. This this constant indictment. Uh, it was a quarter to quarter, actually. It's, it's quarter to quarter. Yeah, it's really weird. It's really really weird. We, we got to cut him every time he drops a pocket pass from Draymond or Steph. Oh my That's god! That's the rule. And the, the people talking about his hands, like, okay, yeah, go post up with a guy that size when you're when you're really. I don't know. You're probably like half a second behind everybody else. Just yeah. You're dumb. Yeah. As maybe a rookie, too, like, yeah. you're just so dumb as a player. Right. And so you're constantly worried about this stuff. He takes his eye off the ball too much. That's it. He's thinking about the next move too often. Right. Good point. Like, Good you point. know, and so hmm. once he, the game slows down for him, I think he's going to be fine. So actually that's, that's interesting because that's been my, the big thing I've seen from warrior fans is like this fear that he doesn't have good hands. And to me, I'm like, he's showing he can hit threes he has touch i don't know why yeah. you think he has like brick hands like zaza Pachulia, you know um right. so Man, you know he should maybe he needs to, this summer he needs to go the jerry rice route and and go out find some some masons and just catch bricks <laughs> during the off season that's that's what he needs to do I think I think what the Warriors run, run wind sprints up some hill in the Santa Clara mountains while people throw bricks at you. Go are you thinking of Jerry? School? Are you thinking of Jerry Rice? Um, yeah, that's what I said, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I think I think Dave. I don't get your take on this because I think the Warriors. Well, number one, they think he's going to be better than Miles Turner. I think they think he's going to be a lot and better than Miles Turner. Yeah, and but but the problem with that, I'm okay with that. Uh, the scouting department, development team, maybe that maybe they figure something out though. That's doubtful. The problem is, though, you could have Miles Turner right now 
Now, I was for it and against it. I, like, I, I didn't care. Either way, you do it, sure. You don't do it, fine. But Steph Curry is the big question. The big question is, then there's two paths here. There's the James Wiseman path where you wait three years for him to become a supersized Miles Turner because he's right. freaking 7'2". Or you move him for a piece like Bradley Beal or whatever, and you try to help Steph win a championship. What do you do there? Like, I mean, it's tough, right? Yeah. If, if, you're, if your franchise is championship or bust, then then yeah, you move Wiseman for Bradley Beal or or whatever. You try to you know, you Pascal Siakam, Andre Drummond, like whoever a chance at comes Andre available. Drummond. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're doing. I mean, again, you're calling about. They would hate Drummond. Now they're probably doing that. I, you know what? Drummond would probably be pretty good for them. Yeah, because again, it's about the role being different. You know, he he can be a superstar in his role because like he Wiggins. is talented. Yeah. Right. But Andre, you don't want Andre Drummond trying to be Draymond Green like he's doing in Cleveland. Like the funny plays. <laughs> good numbers, though. Good numbers, though. No, no, no. Fantasy no, numbers. But fantasy numbers. He's been, he's been great. Defensively, he's been great. Um, and he's not getting enough credit for the way that he operates in the elbow. That's the other thing about Andre Drummond. If they could get him, he's very good facilitating up at the wing and, and at the elbow. So anything to get the ball out of Steph's hands. So got it. Well, you know me. <laughs> I, I just want to see Steph back screen for a center of the caliber of Andre Drummond. Oh, he's right. setting them for Wiseman for little pin downs. Little, so Wiseman yeah. come off for 18 but, foot, you know, contested yeah. jumpers. But it's a good question, Andy. I, like, I, I do think that organizationally, you do have to kind of make a decision here before the trade deadline. You know, are you going to waste another year of Steph Curry in his prime and Draymond Green in his prime? And, and I say waste as in we're not taking a big swing for the finals. Yeah. Right. Do you yeah. want to waste it or do you go for it? And if you go for it, then everything's on the table. It means Uber is on the table. It means Wiseman's on the table. It means your draft picks are on the draft table. picks. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, Uber is on the table anyway. And I've, but, that's, and <laughs> but if you're not and you're hoping Minnesota, you know, gets that number one or I guess uh, four. The four, four or five pick. Four pick. Yeah. Four or five. Right. Yeah. And that, and that maybe your pick is, you know, somewhere in the teens. Um, that's a good place to start a rebuild. But in that case, does that mean Draymond is on his way out during the offseason? Does that mean maybe, maybe, uh, well, they're not going to be able to move Clay coming off the two injuries? I think they're doing like a, no, they're, 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 they're like toeing the line. They're doing like the, like the quasi, like not a well, rebuild on both sides of the fence. And it's not, yeah. And I just don't know how feasible it is that you can do both, though. I like, I kind of am excited yeah. to see him try it. Like, I want to see Suggs and Wiseman next year, like while they're trying to like get the two seed, well, one seed, I mean, you know, like, with Steph Clay and Dre. So here's the thing like, rookies are coming in more ready to play than ever, I think. Mm. And they're, they're obviously so much more talented. Well, this year in particular, I think it was because these guys were done playing, you know, fake basketball in mm -hmm. like early March and they got to train to be professionals train yeah. with professional uh, for, trainers too. Yeah. For like nine months. And so physically those guys were ahead of the game. They were months ahead of the game. Um, and, and now uh, obviously rust needed to get played off, but I mean, this rookie class after being derided as, uh, you know, lacking talent, worst of all time, talent, <laughs> man, there's some guys in this class that are very, very good and, and a lot of fun to watch. Um, and not to mention great interviews, but but I think that with players coming in just more advanced because, you know, every single year there's more stuff at the grassroots as far as training and, and the games. The competition is better, right? Players are just better across the world. And so, you know, maybe you can get one of these next level wings that are coming out the next few years 
and continue to add. But, you know, without Clay, like if they had Clay right now, this is a totally different team. And so I understand if they want to be patient and say, look, right. we're going to get Clay back next year. We're going to be able to replenish not only our assets, but potentially our players, right? Like it, what if Wiseman by yep. the end of this year looks yep. really good. And then next year you've got Clay, you've kept Wiseman who's young and cheap, right. relatively, right? Like if he yep. can outperform his contract by next year, all of a sudden now you're cooking. So I completely understand them not wanting to, to put their chips on the table. Like that makes total sense to me. It's a very conservative move. But with that being said, how likely is Wiseman to ever be as good as Bradley Beal is right now? It's unlikely. I mean, at least three, four years. And at are least. you telling me that Bradley Beal doesn't work at the two between Steph and Clay at the three? Because I mean, Clay is there. You go. go. Yep. There you go. Quote unquote three. Yep. Uh, so, so I, I think best that offense you can, in the league. You can push your chips on the table, thinking this makes us better now, but it also will make you better down the down the line. And you don't necessarily have to give up that Minnesota pick. You think it might be. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just a Wiseman, Wiggins for Beal. Maybe. And, and some maybe. future picks that and probably don't maybe. convey high. Poo-poo platter right. of future I mean, picks. Yeah. Or I mean, you know, pick swaps, whatever. I I don't I don't know. Um, I don't I don't I'm think really bad at fake trades. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, we don't I need to go down is, the fake. Though. Yeah, we don't like, need to go down the at, fake trade route. So. Yeah, Brooklyn just gave up eight like draft picks essentially, like Maybe, control yeah. of their draft until twenty twenty eight. Just just to lose to the to the Indiana Pacers. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to roman.com slash now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S.-licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LightYears and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go to 
getroman.com slash light years and get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Getroman.com slash light years. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. Um, so, all right. So you mentioned the rookies. I wanted to ask you this because last night, LaMelo Ball had 27, hmm. nine, four steals, basically hmm. his best game as a rookie and kind of, you know, the best case scenario of what you hope LaMelo Ball can be. Yeah. Do you think the Warriors made a mistake taking Wiseman over LaMelo? And I only ask this because 90% of their comments on why they took Wiseman tend to go back to character and interviews Mm -hmm. and stuff that makes me, I I guess, gives me trepidation of if they'll make the right decision with the Wolves pick, which will be a more complicated decision because they're not, it's not going to be number one. It's not going to be Cade Cunningham. Who's like just the biggest no brainer in the draft, right? Like they're going to be evaluating guys who have various warts whatever they may be like most 18 19 year olds and like quite frankly a lot of them probably just come across immature because they're 19 so dogs is no warts but keep going i mean you know know, here's my thing and you know as far as the character stuff goes yeah i I wouldn't take that as a lamello shot because it's pretty obvious to me that like Lamelo's is a very good dude. Like you can just right. see the way. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't assume that that's an anti-Mello thing. It's a pro Wiseman thing. But you know, you hear him in interviews. I get it. I, He's I very mature. It. He sounds very mature. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um. And, and I know, you know, there are a lot of teams that love uh thoughtful players. I mean, Draymond Green is a thoughtful player. Yeah. And so I, I can understand the Warriors kind of looking for for that type of guy. Um. I, I don't know if it's a mistake. Uh, again, it, it's this is that's why making someone the executive of the year, the year <laughs> that they did their moves is kind of weird. We won't know for three or four years. Now I do know Lamelo is a basketball genius, and I don't know that about Wiseman, right? But I know already that Lamelo is. Um, Lamelo has his warts, but the things that are special about him, we are already seeing. You know, um, and not very teachable. Off, you can't you can't yeah. teach that. That guy has, I mean, we talk about feel a lot Mm -hmm. and, you know, elite feel is like, I can't describe it, but you know, when you see it, Magic Johnson, right, Draymond, but LaMelo has that kind of feel of the game. He just kind of understands everything that's happening. If he ever defends, then, you know, it's a whole nother ball game, but is it a mistake? I don't know. I don't know. I think that you need playmakers and to have an opportunity to get a playmaker like Lamelo, um, and to pass it up. Maybe that's a mistake. It seems to but me they went with the Wiseman that. thing is a mistake. It seems to me they went with the highest floor over the highest ceiling there. Um, I don't and disagree it, with that. And this kind of ties to what we were just saying before, which is they're trying to play both sides of the fence. Right. Being a little conservative. I don't think they would be willing to trade Wiseman or the Wolves pick for Bradley Beal specifically. I just think that there's too many people in that organization who value length and size and a specific style of basketball, which maybe isn't Bradley Beal. And all of this points to, um, I just don't think they're going to end up moving either of those assets unless it's for a top five player, which like, I mean, is Giannis or Kawhi coming on the market? Like probably not. So no. Uh, well, and the, the other thing is, 
if they really were, were looking for someone with a high floor, right. why didn't they trade back and get like Tyrese Halliburton or uh, uh, Vassell or, you know, uh, Sadiq Bay or Desmond Bain or, you know, any of these guys that we're already seeing, they know how to play basketball. They're going to be long-term NBA players. They're good. Yeah. Well, what? like a bunch of Danny Greens. And I know that it's funny every time I bring up Danny Green, but like they really, it's like a bunch of guys who play defense, shoot the ball well, and know where to be. And those guys have insane value. We know because we watch teams kind of fight I over think, these guys, right? I like think that, that they, they win think you championships. I think that they think those guys are more a dime a dozen versus a seven. They don't yeah. grow on trees. That's what they, yeah. The, well, the problem is the problem is that they think they can develop guys, which is like, where, who? When, when, how? As you're looking like at what? this roster, I mean, Where? how much could they use a day? Halliburton, Halliburton would play 32 minutes a game right now with a with a with a beautiful plus minus, most likely on this team. But I, well, but I thought Wiseman, it could have been Andre Iguodala for them. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, I mean, he he would be, uh, he would be today. The, the I guess I guess they they couldn't turn down size. Like Steve Kerr cannot turn down size. And but like that's that's an NBA thing. Like that's for, since the beginning yeah. of time, you know. Greg Oden was drafted um, mm-hmm. ahead of KD. And even if Oden was healthy, he wouldn't be better than KD. But he would have been good. He just wouldn't have been KD. Not that Lamelo's KD. There's just such an irony because this is the team that revolutionized small ball and made it more viable in the mainstream. And at their core, their basketball management is far more traditional than yeah. let's just say Steph or Draymond are his players. Well, the, the other thing is, though, I do think that they realized that it was never really small ball. True. Right? It, it was never about small ball. It was about skill ball. And they look at a guy who's seven foot two with skill, with skill, and they understand that, you know, the only thing better than skill is tall skill. Yeah. And Kevin Durant being a seven foot alien sent to this planet to just destroy the game of basketball, right? Like, I, I think that if you've, if you've spent enough time around Kevin Durant as they did, you would probably look at Wiseman and say, okay, he's not going to be Kevin Durant, but could he be 80%, 75%? That's a really good player. Um, you know, and he's never going to have the handle of Kevin Durant or anything like that, but being that tall and that skilled now, I get it. I totally get it. He is kind of a, um, like ball of clay with like Mm -hmm. all the raw skills you want you know, yeah. the, the perfect size, high-end athleticism, touch. Um, yeah. Maybe feel's not there, but... Uh, feel is yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, feel well, is but there. that, I don't also, also, I don't think you you get feel. I think you just, you just... You either like, have it or you don't. In my opinion, you can get better at it. You can yeah, get better get at better. it, but you don't, like... But he also went two years, basically, with... Without playing basketball. real basketball. Yeah. So, so and, I don't know if he does or he doesn't, right? Like, who knows? Yeah. Maybe he gets more comfortable and he does. Like, I think That's defensively the he doesn't. That's the thing but... to me. Like, when I was talking to people before the draft, like people in the league, there were a lot of people who, who liked him a lot. Like, they were enamored with the way he moves and, and the athleticism and how smooth he is and the skill. But the thing that really concerned him was all the time that it, he was going between real mm-hmm. high-end basketball competition and they were worried about that lack of development. Like there's a lot of development that happens in those couple of years while you're playing games. And they were worried about that. But I think he's ultimately going to be fine. He's the counter- a great basketball situation. The counter argument is because he's played so little basketball, 
while group while development isn't linear we're gonna see games where you're like do you even know what the sport is um he has more room to grow than let's just say someone who's played five bazillion aau games like wiseman i think could give us a 40 point game in his rookie year right i think he has like he's good enough to do that but he could also have five games where he doesn't score a point I mean, yeah, we right, we saw that. We saw that, uh, you know, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. And then you know he that bench. he's averaging like twenty per thirty six. I was gonna say yeah. his per thirty six numbers are incredible. Uh, it's, it, really it's just great. like, it, it's like, damn, this guy, this guy's Anthony and Davis. He hardly gets to run any pick and roll with Steph. And, well, and that would juice. That would juice. That's never coming. So well, that's never <laughs> happening. So no, no, no hypothetical. Well, you guys better. know. You guys know how I feel. I think the first five plays of the game should be designed Steph Curry pick and roll, and then then you adjust based on what the defense is doing. But you should come out of the gate trying to just get. What Steph about rolling? first five plays being Steph setting back screens for Ubre Wiseman? Wiggins. I said what it should be, not what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the uh, it it is always funny because every every Steph Wiseman pick and roll always ends up in in good stuff. It's it's like yeah. a foul or a and well, you get a good shot. Money. Yeah. Also, it is man. How great is it to be able to like have a guy that you can that you can put your rookie with who's going to give him like I don't know one point seven points per possession. Sure. Talk about boosting a guy's confidence, right? First three play of the plays of the game, Wiseman would probably have two dunks and an assist. He's not getting those looks in the, with the Wanamaker pick and roll. That's for sure. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. No, no disrespect to Brad Wanamaker. I think actually no, Wanamaker's no, no, no. Wanamaker's kind of to your point. It's not that he's bad. It's that I don't know that you want Wanamaker to be the sixth best player on well so and i like wanamaker a lot sure. and i liked the pickup but the the thing is i liked the pickup when they still had clay and now that they don't have clay it's like oh man i don't know that i love how you guys used that roster you also but, like but the, it, the pickup in the context of they're gonna get two to three other guys and they just didn't well sure yeah yeah, yeah that was I the last was guy be, yeah i thought he was gonna be their eighth or ninth guy like uh not sean livingston right yeah that, that's actually right. the role that he's playing right now yeah. so before we uh let, let's do one last segment here. I want to I want to okay. get Chase. So we're now we're, we're you know 20 games in. Um Steve Kerr is going to come out with some game plan that no one's ever seen in game 21. Steph's going to be post, baby. Just going to be posting up, showing everyone he's the new Shaq. The, annexa- um, the annexation of Puerto Rico. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, um I want to do a little buy or sell here. Let's have some fun here. Okay. Steph Curry for MVP. Buy or sell? Uh I'm selling Okay, I'm selling. I think it's. I, I think it's pretty much a wrap at this point. It's going to probably be LeBron, maybe Embiid. The, the, the Lakers Life, are just cruising. Achievement. Embiid, Embiid achievement. maybe. Yeah, but the Lakers are just cruising. Um, and it's funny because you know LeBron obviously is not playing nearly the minutes that that he has traditionally. Right. And they just, but they're able to just turn it on so much. I mean, that Warriors game was actually a good example of that. Um, when, where they kind of turned it up and it just not quite enough, but they're able to do that um, and coast all year. And I think that we're just at the point where we're also impressed by LeBron continuously being able to do this, um, that he's probably going to wind up. Yeah, he is like there was, and I think that's his plan too. He wants to win one more, but he's good. Like, I mean, he's having a great year. He is good. He is quite good. He is quite good. Um, and then is he the MVP though? I I mean, I don't know. 
Yeah. I, I would also Embiid say is, Embiid is a fun one. Jokic, Jokic is a fun one. Hell, give it to yeah. Gobert. Whatever, who cares? I would, I would say Embiid is also that the second factor to LeBron is like Embiid's the only other guy who's really presenting a uh, compelling case. Everyone else, it's like, yes, yeah, Steph is playing at an MVP level, but like they're eleven and nine. Jokic, say, same thing. You know, and you know how this goes, though. So people are still holding the Nuggets' slow start against Jokic now, right? Because they. They're not looking at the games that have happened since because it's, you know, we know that this is a, a narrative based award. And it is. I, I told yeah. somebody the other day, I was like, oh, yeah, we're we're almost at the point where anytime you bring up MVP like last week, oh, it's too early to talk MVP by next week. Everyone's going to say, oh, it's over. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of how things are. And, and so, you know, my like the top five is like LeBron, uh, Embiid, Jokic. Um, I don't know. I actually feel like there's probably like a gap. No one's really Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell probably we should because they're winning so much. He should at least be mentioned like Mm -hmm. that. I think that's fair. Well, because that's that's where I start. Right. Like if you can't, I don't want this a rod MVP bullshit. Right. Russell Westbrook eking into the playoffs and winning MVP, even though he had an incredible year, it, it, that, that kind of upset my sensibilities. And that's also that's also how I feel about the Steph thing. Warrior fans got so annoyed that Russ won the MVP for you know beating the Orlando yeah. Magic and whatnot. Like you can't really be. I don't know if Warrior fans for, care. I don't think Warriors fans care if Steph wins. Like yeah, it'd be nice, but at least in my opinion, it's like, yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice, but like who cares? Like, good point. I think you agree. But I think you agree. But it's if, like if the nice. Warriors are a top four seed in the playoffs, then Steph is going to be in the in the mix. Um, but you're not, to me, you're not going to win that award outside of the top four, especially this year, because there's too many guys that are going to have amazing years. Right. We got got two fun ones coming. I'm going to combine the next two buy or sell Wiggins improvement on defense and on shooting, because that's really the two areas he's been better. I'm, I'm buying it again. I, I just think that this guy is now in the role that he probably should have been his whole career. He looks comfortable. He looks extremely comfortable. And, and, you know, having teammates that are holding him accountable, I think it's a great thing. You know, when you look at a guy like Wiggins and you look at how his career went in Minnesota, and and we watch what Minnesota does every year, like what's happening (laughs) with Carl Anthony Towns, right? Like Wiggins, it, it feels like he's unfairly, to a certain degree, has this reputation. Now, you are how you've performed, and he certainly sure. has not been great in his career. But shouldn't the context matter a little bit? Now, if if Wiggins goes to the Washington Wizards, uh, is he having the same sort of renaissance? Probably not. But that's that's kind of why I loved the the pickup for the Warriors because he, he had all this untapped potential. And and I think you're good. right. Yeah, he's um, yeah. he's averaging about 18 points a game. He's not. I mean, he is kind of asked to do more on offense then he probably should because clay is out but mm-hmm. in general like defend your ass off um and get your offense in the flow of the warriors scheme which is better for him because he's he's, he's not, not a guy he's who's not, he's not great at self-creation he's not yeah, like he's, guy he's also not role. he's also not forcing it like that's not him either like he's never he's not yeah. kelly Oubre. and and i have seen but he God. did in minnesota I mean, that, he ha- yeah he like, did and constant mid-range stuff like this year he's he, shot some mid-range stuff but well, i think less the number of shots like he's taking four fewer shots than he did in, in minnesota and back You're telling when, me yeah. that being able to be more selective not having to create so much for yourself off the dribble uh and and really being able to just 
worry about, okay, I got to make sure I'm in the right spot at the right time, which is way less than you have to worry about as the, as the primary creator. It's yeah. obvious to me why he's doing better. Cause it's a, it's a better role for him. Can you imagine 40% from three? Maybe that's not sustainable, yeah. but we don't know because he's never shot this much as the off ball guy. Yeah. He'll probably maybe end up at hope. I mean, even 38, 37, I mean, even 37. That's, I mean, Jesus. That's an amazing yeah. year for him. Yeah. And it's a game changer for him as a player. And I know it sounds funny. It's only five percentage points, but the truth of the matter is like being a 38% three point shooter as a wing who has the defensive potential that he has. I mean, that's a big deal. Uh, I do better the list is time. pretty short when you start, um, you know, saying wings who can give you more than 15 points a game hit 37% on three mm -hmm. and guard three to four positions at an above average rate. Yeah, so, like yeah. that guy is hurt right now and he's on the roster. The other guy that could do that is, is injured. There's like 10 guys. I, in the and it would be nice. It would be, he would be even better next to clay next season. I think that's another big one too. Well, that will be fun. This is the thing. And, and so like, I know the simple idea here is you start thinking about Harrison Barnes and Harrison Barnes is just so freaking strong that you can't really compare any, any other wings to him. Right. Like his ability to guard fours is what unlocked Draymond's ability to guard fives. And I don't know if Wiggins can guard fours the way that, that Harrison Barnes can, but I know that he can wreak havoc on, on defense in a way that, that Harrison Barnes wasn't able to because of the way that he, like his shot blocking. Harrison Barnes never had three just, block, three steal games, which right. he's had a few of this year. And it's just, that's a, a new thing to see out of Wiggins. And it's, it's that coaching staff looking at what Wiggins can do and giving like putting him in position to do the things that he can do, not asking him, hey, go out there and lock down, you know, uh, LeBron James. Wiggins had a five-block game. Do you know he leads all non-centers in blocks? Like, would you have predicted that before the season started? No, no. He's, he's having a really good year. And I know everybody is constantly waiting for the, for the other shoe to drop. But, sure. You know, he's, he's a fine player. Forget the contract. If he wasn't making the money that he's making, nobody would care. That's a, that's a thing, right? Like, it's like the Warriors are, it, it, at least until Joe Lacob says enough, um, they're the one team who kind of like, it's not like they get cap space if he leaves. And right. who cares? Like, it, from a fan perspective, the only reason you care what someone makes is in context of if it limits your team's ability yes. to sign better players, yes. right? Like, right. I don't think anyone here, any fan is truly counting money. The, the fans who care about that stuff, it's more like, why are we paying that guy this much money? We'll never be able to win because we have no cap space. Like yep, that's right. That's like the most you're getting. And, you know, the Warriors don't care. At least right now, they don't seem to care that they're running up the highest tax bill ever, you know, of all time and, for. And that's that's a cool thing, right? Like for a fan, that's a pretty cool thing that they're willing to uh, at least do that. You know, you can you can say that they're wasting Steph's prime. Uh, and to a degree they are, but also like it could be so much worse if they decided, well, Clay's out. We got to get under the tax. So let's gut this thing even worse, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, next one. Buy or sell Kelly Oubre is on the Warriors by the end of the season. I'm selling. Think he's getting traded? Yeah. By the trade deadline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Only <laughs> yeah. I'm selling. Well, I mean, he's he's the I mean, one he guy that I think that they could that, that they could potentially move um, and, and get a, a useful player. 
without right. taking a big step back, you know, because I, I think Ubre is he's a better player than he's been this year. Um, obviously was going through it mentally at, at one point, uh, and he's turned it around. Would you would you just, would you do that for would you do that for Lonzo? You saw that one. Oh, I, so we talked about this on Nerdish. She wrote yeah. Friday. Um, I would. I mean, Lonzo on the Warriors. Drive him to the airport. Oh. Drive Kelly to the airport. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like, that. it's like the Wiggins thing, but supercharged because he's such a perfect fit for what Steve he's Kerr wants. To absolutely do. perfect. He yeah. can defend. He is a willing shooter. He's a great ball mover. And, I mean, I, he, he would fit perfectly. I mean, he's guard Draymond in, in yeah. some respects. Right. And that's the kind of guy, like, and again, that makes it tough that they passed up on Lomelo because it's sort of that same thing, but you would be adding so much basketball IQ and he could play with so many different lineups. Uh, I, I, I really love Lonzo as a player. He's just so uniquely like he he's, he's in this tiny little box though, and only works for certain places. Like I think he could be great uh, in Brooklyn. I think he could be great in Philly. He can't be the guy that has to get it done for you. Right. But he can make those guys so much better because yep. he's such a great, like, in some ways, facilitator. It's, it's like Iguodala where he's always been a good player, but there's no denying that, like, the role he plays on the a Warriors roster and their system, like, unlocks his talent better than a traditional team who's running more high pick and roll every play. And, like, you know, he's not a 3 and D guy, but he's also not a lead ball handler. And Right. It's. I think he said it actually. He had the best quote when he was talking about um, how everyone's simplifying the game that it leads to like a lot of players' skill sets being wasted because like there's just not a lot of teams who have roles for guys like Lonzo. Yeah, and and again, I think he, he is the sort of player that he's going to have a long career because I I believe that stars are going to want to play with Lonzo. And it could start as soon as like this year. Like he may be the guy that a team like Brooklyn winds up with or, sure. or Philly or, or, you know, I think the Warriors would be lucky to have him. Um, and, and people may see that right away when he starts playing with these guys that are stars. Right. I mean, I didn't even think about Brooklyn, but they could totally send like Dinwiddie. Mm-hmm. That would be make sense for the Pelicans too. just kind of like we don't care about this year anyway. So, right. Right. Anyway, I hope that doesn't happen. Is, the whole <laughs> thing is not, not taking for them. It's Lonzo's probably not a long-term piece. Let's not even get into restricted free agency and, and potentially losing the asset for nothing. And I hate to even say the asset, but, sure. you know I mean? but I mean, that's kind of what the warriors are coming to grips with, with Ubre, right? Like it's like mm-hmm. probably not a long-term piece. He'll probably sign him free agency somewhere else next year. And it's not like you get him in cap space to go sign the guy you do want. So you kind of have to trade him or resign him, or you're just going to replace him with another Brad Wanamaker type of player. Who's taking a vet minimum. Mm-hmm. So I, kinda, I would love it. If they got Lonzo, it would be, that would be a lot of fun. It would. I mean, I've, yeah, I'm, I'm very into that one as well. It's, you know, just the back screen stuff will be setting for him too. It's going to be wonderful. They'll be running nonstop. Okay. Let's do one more before we, uh, before we get out of here. Okay. Buy or sell warriors will be back in title contention next season, 2021, 2022. Um, ooh. 
I mean, real content. I mean, like, I'm not saying win it all. I'm saying when we're discussing the five or six teams, yeah. like now we talk about Philly, Brooklyn, right. Lakers, Clippers, they will be in that conversation. Um, I mean, they would have been, I think, this year if right. Clay had been back. Uh, I, I don't know. I got to see what Clay looks like. I, I know I'm, I'm kind of dodging your question, but I got to see what Clay looks like. I got to see what Wiseman looks like. And, and I think it rides on those two guys. Draymond looks amazing, right? Like there's no, no need to think that Draymond isn't going to be at this level. The for, best for 34% field goal percentage player I've yeah. ever seen. That guy is just, I mean, he's just insane. And, and we know what Steph is. Um, and like aggressive Steph being able to just eviscerate everyone. That's a good thing to know that you've got. Um, I, I don't know. I, I got it. It's, it's on those two guys though. What is, what is Clay going to be? What is Wiseman going to be? Um, and, and, you know, are they going to make any moves? But I think I'm, it's possible. I'm not taking the, uh, the hedge answer from you. So well, let's, 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 let's it's unlikely, but, but possible. I, let's, I, I don't expect it. Let's, let's, let's take this in a different direction then. Obviously, am I right in saying your trepidation is Clay's health? Yeah. That's absolutely. like the main driver. How much of the Clay Thompson we saw in 2019 do you need to see to feel confident that they're back in the mix? Like if he's if he's 70% of him. If he's like 85, 90% of that. Okay. And I know I know he's not gonna be that's not happening until the end of the year. That's probably not happening until the end. Well, I don't know, man. Um, if you look at Kevin Durant and the way that he's come back from his Achilles, sure. Also and he does, and he does play a different way. He he doesn't he doesn't have to move as much offensively as I think as Clay somebody. is going to finish his career as more of like a four. You know, I mean he he's he's got the size everyone in the league is a four, right? Everybody's a four, but I just mean as his as his lateral uh, uh, quickness goes away, which again I'm I'm expecting there to be a pretty substantial step back on the defensive end. I. Th- um, I th- I think I think Clay. I think you're probably getting seventy percent to start, maybe, and then and then you'll get to eighty. I think the one I think you mentioned it though. I think it's Wiseman that puts him into that contender realm. Where by the end of next season, if you're talking yeah. about a guy that's playing closing minutes at the five and and is a defensive monster, like he's that, at least uh, the swing player. Like if he's ahead of yeah. schedule, Whew. you maybe don't need the 2019 clay thompson you just need as much yeah. stay on the court or even draymond well, you don't need draymond shoot, to do right? everything on defense like that's another like, I'm thing i'm pretty sure clay uh, clay thompson is going to still be able to shoot <laughs> pretty sure yeah. I, that's i know that but how much separation is he going to create or is he going to have to be duncan robinson where everything is just condensed? yeah um but at least he's i mean he's, and you know, 14 he's screens to get to get open right yeah exactly <laughs> so uh, that's my that's my biggest concern for Clay. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like Wiseman is going to be the difference maker for sure. But if Clay is like 80, 85 percent, and Wiseman is uh, let's say ahead, like a year ahead of schedule, where he's like you're getting year a, three Wiseman and year two. Yeah, yeah, not a complete baby on the court. Right. Um, then then yeah, I mean they could be in the mix, but I don't expect it. Other than that, the only other way you see them getting in the mix would be. Uh, a big roster shuffle, basically doing the, uh, the all in trade, right. On right. someone who moves the needle. Yeah. Yeah. And Beal moves the needle. What about Pascal Siakam? Does not move the needle. Although he'd be, he'd be better in golden state because of the role he would have there. But you know, like, do you need another Wiggins? 
I don't know. He'd be fun next to Draymond at the four or five, a little undersized, mm-hmm. but also kind of fits the Warriors' identity mm-hmm. there. Yeah, but what are you well, giving up for? By the are way, you I giving didn't up mean a Wiggins as a player. I didn't mean Wiggins as a player. I meant like reclamation project. Sure, sure. Yeah, you're down on him, huh? You're not. You're not on the yeah, Siakam well, no, no, bandwagon. I'm not down on Siakam generally. I just think Siakam is uh, he was miscast as like a a number two guy, and then miscast as a number one guy, and now who even knows what's happening with Siakam? He's clearly not a number one. And I'm not convinced he's a number two, um, but he's making number two, number one type money. And that makes it difficult for teams that are not the Warriors. So like, right, right. Like you, you'd like him as your third guy who's just doing his thing at power forward right, and whatnot. Right. But. And, but you've already got Wiggins, who's kind of that, you know, over overpaid. I mean, who, who would they even give up for? for I mean, be Wiggins. Yeah, that's what and, I was going to say. And, so it'd just be Wiggins you know, in Minnesota. Toronto want to bring him home. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Does he even like Toronto? Anyway. All right. <laughs> and is that even worth it for the Warriors? It's really not. To, to give up picks plus it's Wiggins really to get a player who's maybe 5% better than him? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. All right, Dave. Really appreciate your time. It's yeah, been fun. It's fun. We don't do this enough. Yeah, we got to do it again. We'll get you maybe yeah. at the next 20 game mark. Well, <laughs> yeah, once we've go. seen how Steve Kerr has officially <laughs> beaten basketball. We'll get you yeah. to check in on like all the new creations. The quarterly He's... report. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that sounds pretty good, actually. The quarterly report with Dave DeFore. That there does sound go. good. That, that might be what I title this pod. The quarterly report with Dave <laughs> oh, DeFore. There we that's go. Good. There we go. That's there good. Go. All right, man. We appreciate you, Dave.